0: I'm Danny, That Witch Next Door. And you're listening to That Witch Podcast. Oh, hi, neighbor. Happy Tuesday. Happy Eclipse Day. Um, we're not gonna be talking about the eclipse today. We dove all into that amazingness yesterday on Monday Musings. So, if you want to hear more about that and you haven't listened to it already, make sure you hop back over to Monday Musings and check that out for today. Um, I'm so excited to be bringing you a brand new guest and introducing her to the entire neighborhood here. Um, this was such an interesting and fascinating and really empowering conversation. I'm I'm so excited to share it with all of you. I'm going to keep today's segments pretty short, just a couple of quick updates so that we're all on the same page and then we'll jump into this amazing interview today. Um, up for our school bulletin, uh, we have a school bulletin. So I actually last week created a new newsletter for all students, all members, um, all levels of that witch school. Every week on Tuesdays, uh, you'll get your school bulletin. So you should already have gotten that today. And it's a, my intention with it is to streamline all of our experience within that witch school. Um, One convenient place for notifications, um, for your links, wherever you need to, uh, navigate to. And also to help you feel like you're not missing, um, missing out on content or, or Or missing out on episodes or or whatever it is. So um, every school bulletin email will just go over um, any content or any events that we did the week before, anything we're currently doing that week and a look at the week uh, following and coming ahead. So again, check your email if you're in any level of that witch school. And if you haven't gotten that, make sure you reach out to me um, so we can make sure that I've got your email correct and we got settings all correctly so that you're getting those delivered straight to your inbox again on Tuesday mornings, the same day as my regular episodes. And then um, neighbor highlight of the week. This week, I just wanted to shout out a very avid listener, an amazing, consistent supporter, and also just recently joined us in that witch school. And that is Kate in the USA. Kate, I'm so happy to have you in that witch school. I'm so happy to have connected with you so much on Instagram. And I'm so glad that you've been enjoying this show so much. You're just such an awesome neighbor. And thank you for being you. So I also wanted to do a big shout out to our next door neighbors and part-time and new full-time students as well in that witch school. I'm so excited to have so many amazing new faces around here. It's absolutely incredible. Thank you for joining all of us. Um, So I wanted to say hello to Sadie and HM Wolf 17. Sometimes I only have a, a screen name. I don't have a full name. That's totally fine. Ayla, hello and welcome. Brittany, so happy to have you, Brittany. Kara or Kara, it's with a K. So I hope I'm saying Kara. Is it Kara? Um, Hello and welcome. And also Ruby, welcome, Ruby. We also have Molly. And I also want to say hello to Emily, as well as Hannah. Farron, Flora, hello to Kate, as well as another Brittany. Hi, Brittany S and Brittany H. We also have Dara. Hi, Dara. Hannah. Oh, I have two Hannahs. That's right. That's Hannah S. Um, I also have another Andrea. I have two. I had two Andreas, two different Andreas joining in the same. And what's really funny is they're both Andrea M. They just have different last names, which is funny. Hello and welcome. Uh, We also have Bonnie and Morgan. Hello to Faith and Ashley. Hello to Brew. Hello and welcome to Allie. We also have Hesperus Moon Healing. Beautiful. Um, Hello to Aurora and Samantha. Hello to Micah. We also have... Let's see here, Sherry. And I really don't want to mispronounce this and I'm so, so sorry. I'm going to do my best. Is it Jahaira G, Jahaira? Uh, and then also hello to one final, Brittany. Well, thank you all so, so much for joining. I'm so excited to have you uh with us in that witch school, whether you're a next door neighbor, a part-time student or a full-time student, your energy means Everything to our community. So thank you for joining us. Don't ever forget or hesitate. Um, don't ever forget that I'm right next door and don't hesitate to reach out if there's anything that you ever need or any questions that you have. I'm always, always here for you. Um, all right. I am so excited to be introducing today's new guest to everybody. I think this is a really empowering and fascinating con, uh, conversation. No matter who you are, um, I really hope that you give today a listen and I would love to hear your thoughts. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. All right, hi neighbor. Welcome to another episode of That Witch Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm That Witch Next Door. Today, I'm going to be your host and guide and instructor and mentor in all things magic, witchcraft, astrology, and witchy business. And I am so excited for today's episode. This is a very, very unique episode and very, very unique guest that I'm so excited to introduce to everyone officially in the neighborhood here. Um, one thing that I want to mention before I, I officially introduce her is that I, on a personal level and on a professional level, I am so passionate about normalizing shared universal human experiences um, that are shamed, oppressed, and suppressed um, from us connecting with each other and supporting one another through. That can be uh, in the mental health sphere, That can be in the grief and death work sphere. And right up that alley is definitely having a period, being a person that bleeds, and having a menstrual cycle. This, even if you um, are not a person that bleeds or has a menstrual cycle, I can almost guarantee you have at least one person in your life that you care about that does or will at some point in their life. And when we have these huge shared common human experiences like this that we can struggle through and we are definitely shamed through, why, why would we not try to educate ourselves a bit more, try to widen our perspectives a bit more? to be able to support those people that we care about that experience that so um, I'm so excited to introduce to all of you Leslie um, menstrual cycle coach please will you introduce yourself uh, to the neighborhood let us know your name uh, what you do who you work with and your uh, big three if you would I always ask everyone their astrological Uh big three (laughs) <laughs>
1: okay, perfect. Well, I'm Leslie Draffin. I am a menstrual cycle coach and a feminine embodiment mentor. And I have been doing this work on myself specifically for the last two to three years. And I love to work with people who maybe have some hormonal imbalances. Like myself, I have PCOS, those who are wanting to come off of hormonal birth control and are just super scared. And people who want to reconnect with the feminine cycles within themselves. Um, my big three, no surprise. I'm a Taurus sun, Libra moon, and a Leo rising. So I had a previous life as a news anchor. And so it makes perfect fucking sense. Um, <laughs> if you Google me still to this day, Leslie Draffin, you'll find my news anchor life. And uh, yeah, so that's that's a little bit about me.
0: Amazing. I love the Taurus sun. Um, and then you said a Libra moon and a Leo rising. Uh Oh my God. This Venus and sun rulership here. Uh How beautiful and aligned is that? So for anybody, um, listening, that might be a little bit at the beginning of their astrological journey. Venus rules both Taurus and Libra and is probably one of the most effective planets that that really helps us to connect with our body, in my opinion. I mean, really, really helps us connect with our body on a physical level and on many, many, many levels uh, beyond that, quite honestly. And then to be ruled by the sun, because I'm a Leo rising as well. um, Perfect. Absolute. This this beautiful leadership, (laughs) healing energy. Gorgeous. So, Leslie, let's dive right in. Tell us. What led you to becoming a menstrual cycle coach? What does that mean that you do?
1: So I say that I think my whole life has led me to this point, right? So the shorter answer is I started when I came off of hormonal birth control. When I was 32, 33, it was early 2020. I had already kind of awakened as a witch. I was on the pill for like 16 years. And I really was getting this call, this like intuitive hit that, you know, you are not fully living in the female body you were given and you're silencing what could be your most innate intuitive truth. So my husband and I are child-free by choice. He such a champ, he got a vasectomy so I could come off of the pill. I did it at the worst possible time in the midst of the height of the pandemic Um, and shit got wild, shit got wild quick. So I was raised in a very Christian family. My dad's a preacher. My mom had had, um, a hysterectomy before I was born. So my sister and I were both adopted. I was never raised around anyone bleeding. I was taught enough about it to understand what was going on, but it was very much a suppressed part. And it was, it doesn't, you know, it's not lost on me that my Christian roots were very much like. The, the, sin of Eve, right? Like the problems with your period are because of Eve and all that bullshit. So from the earliest of ages, I was getting these ingrained indoctrination beliefs about what was and what wasn't the truth about being a woman. And so then when I decided to come off the pill, all of this shit started coming back up. I suddenly re-remembered my my menarche story, which is your first period and how traumatic it was. I remembered how terrified I was for six months after that, thinking I was pregnant at 11 and convinced that because I hadn't had another period for six months, which is very common that I must be pregnant. And I must be pregnant because I had used my dad's towel. Like that was definitely how in my child brain Mm -hmm. I was pregnant and I wasn't getting a period. And so at 32, 33, these memories start flooding back as I start to reconnect with my cycle, the symptoms I had physically were horrific mood swings. Like, oh my God, it was like every single mood under the sun before noon. Mm -hmm. And then I also started getting cystic acne. My hair fell out. I didn't get a period for eight or nine months and I was diagnosed with PCOS. So I had elevated male hormones as well, androgens. And doing a ton of research, hours and hours. I think I've calculated it's well over 100 hours of research, thousands of dollars spent on books, courses, specialists, and nutritionists, and personal trainers, and all of that shit. Finally, to come to this space in early 2021, where I started really buckling down on my dharma. Like, what is my purpose here on this planet? And for me, it feels like being someone who's an educator being a mentor, being a guide for those who were like me, or those who maybe have spent their whole lives, you know, being like, me. maybe they're older than me, maybe they're younger than me. But I got into a, um, the first internationally certified menstrual cycle coaching certification there ever was, um, the first class of it. And after about eight months of work, I got certified officially early this year, I think January 15th or something. And then I've been working with clients ever since.
0: Amazing. You know, you bring up a lot of very good and I I believe very relatable points. <laughs> and this is exactly kind of what I was referring to at the beginning where um though this is this massively common shared human experience um we are so wildly uneducated about it and not only is is the information and education kept and withheld from us um although there's not even that much research in the first place there hasn't there really hasn't been that much um intention to to learn much about this as a as a society in in the first place and i think that Honestly, again, whether you're somebody who bleeds or not, I think that you can relate to that part of the story where your body is going through that transitionary time. Nobody talks about it. And if they talked about yeah. it most of the time, it is holy cow in a shameful, punishing type yeah. of way. It is, it is so insanely common um, for so, so many people to experienced that at such an incredibly young age and I think that mm-hmm. for me um you know I was really blessed that when I I I didn't know that it was referred to as your menarche story I love that <laughs> um when I think and reflect about mine I'm very lucky that I was so I wasn't at home I was on a retreat with friends and most of them I didn't know it was like a It was kind of like a religious retreat, you know, for middle schoolers Mm -hmm. or whatever back in the day. And so I'm far, far away from home with most people that I don't know. And thankfully, um, there were at least two or three really solid, caring, compassionate female leaders and friends there that I had that made it overall, thank goodness, not a very traumatic first time. The traumatic times came after that first one. Right. Uh, definitely, definitely still have lots of period trauma. Um, lots and lots of it. But one thing that really stood out for me personally is your story about reconnecting to yourself and to your own body um, starting a couple of years ago. And this is a journey that I am beginning for myself. Um, I I was telling Leslie right before we started recording the show, you know, this was really divine timing that she and I connected um, for me personally, because I have definitely been a product of my own conditioning. And I jumped on birth control, um, the pill, I jumped on the IUD as soon as I was able, starting from a very, very young age. Um, And it was all it was always seen for me as a young age as a way to maintain and control my crazy hormones. Uh So I was programmed Uh very young that I was born with these crazy hormones, right? I'm broken immediately. And here are all Uh these things that will fix you. Um, But really what they did, and I didn't realize for... 15 years it's so crazy when you said 16 years for birth control that's totally my experience it can be well over a decade going into two sometimes Mm -hmm. multiple decades for some people um where we're this product of our conditioning we're just following the medical advice right that we are given by Mm -hmm. a multitude of people let alone doctors and I don't have a period anymore because I'm on an IUD and ever since I had my daughter before I had my daughter, I was in a mental and emotional space where I very um, subconsciously but purposefully was detaching from my body. I I shamed that part of myself as well. I totally was like, yep, screw it. I don't want it. And then I had my daughter and I got pregnant and I went through labor and delivery and... I, you know, I chose, I, we really intentionally chose to conceive, to try to conceive, to have her. There was so much intention behind her that by the Mm -hmm. time I actually got pregnant, there was no disconnecting from my body anymore. I had put so Mm -hmm. much awareness into this new chapter that if I wanted to continue on the the same path that I had set out, there was no way I could disconnect from my body anymore. And... Mm -hmm. I remember after I got off my first IUD, the period that I got was hell, absolute uh-huh. hell that I went through. Um, and then, quite honestly, and then if you have a baby, it puts that period hell to, sh- to shame, to yeah. absolute shame. The, the blood trauma that you can go through having an actual child, holy cow. Um, but after I had her, and it put that period into perspective. I had this whole long nine month experience of being so much more connected to my body. Um, I, you know, I don't know if anybody knows this, but you have a certain amount of time after you have a baby that you can't get back on birth control if that's what you choose to do. And so I was still living very, um, by my body's natural hormones at the time and, it wasn't until I got my second IUD, this current one that I have, that I have the clarity and hindsight now. And for the first time, I don't feel like, oh, right, this gift that I was programmed to believe that birth control is this this gift, mm-hmm. that it was a gift to have my period taken away. You just get this contraption in you and your periods go away. You don't have to deal with that sucker anymore. And I told, I was all about that before I had her. And then when I had this new awareness, all of a sudden I found that I felt totally and completely robbed. I, to this day, because I've been, I'm going on my fourth year um i okay. feel horribly disconnected from my body because i had this experience of being so connected with it um that now i lit- i know what i'm missing it's that kind of vibe i know exactly what i'm what i'm missing now so for me personally that's where i'm at in my journey, again, my, my intention with all of this is that we can just talk about this stuff, whether it's a partner that you have that bleeds, a child, a relative, a friend, you yourself. Um, I want my story, I want Leslie's story and the work that she does to give you permission to talk about these experiences. Just start there. Just start listening when other people talk about it and sharing your voice Mm -hmm. as well. Um, Those are some of my challenges I've been through. Leslie, I would love to know what are the main challenges that most of your clients face and how do you typically help them through and what kind of do their results
1: tend to look like on the Mm -hmm. other side? So it's funny is what I've found is that people will come to me because they have period problems, whether they are... Not having a period, they have been recently diagnosed with PCOS, or they have either just come off of hormonal birth control and may be experiencing what's known as post pill syndrome, which is a host of different symptoms that can come up after you stop hormonal birth control. It can mimic issues you may have had before you went on. I usually use the pill as like the overarching uh, secondary word for HBC, hormonal birth control. So it could look like things that you were experiencing before the pill. IUD, whatever. And it can also be many other things. That's usually how they find me. But what I have found is in the end, they see a transformation in so many other ways. Periods usually come back within two or maybe two months of working together, but it's the reconnection with self, the permission. I, I like to call myself a permissionary. So the permission to Tap into your yoni, which is the Sanskrit word for sacred portal and what I use for vulva, everything exterior, the vaginal canal, and up into the cervix. So connecting with those spaces, connecting with the womb, connecting with the heart, understanding how to deconstruct the self-limiting beliefs that society has placed on you about this part of your life, and also channeling emotions in a way that doesn't feel like you're quote unquote managing them. Like I hate that that phrase manage your emotions because they don't need managing. Like they are there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times I'll have clients say things like, I came to Leslie because I had horrible period cramps. I left feeling like a true woman, finally, understanding how to be a woman, understanding that this is so much more than what I ever thought it was. And so that's very interesting for me to hear that feedback because I am certified as a period coach, right? Like that's when I first started out, when I figured I'll work with people for a couple of months, get their cramps, get their PCOS under control. But I've had a couple of people that I've worked with long-term, like nine months. And I just wrapped up with one of these clients. And she said, you know, you taught me how to be a woman. You taught me how to understand myself much more and to understand that all of the shit that I had allowed to go on and maybe like sexual relationships or, you know, Mm -hmm. within my own relationship with myself, Mm -hmm. I could heal that and move forward in a place of empowerment. I love that. Mm -hmm. It's, it's
0: kind of like they come to you and it's really, usually the challenge is the tip of the iceberg.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly. The physical symptom is that.
0: Yeah. Really goes beneath many, many, Mm -hmm. many layers. That's really cool. So Something I'm very intrigued and excited to ask you about and have you kind of illustrate and define a little bit for our listeners is, can you tell us what living cyclically is, um, who it's for, and why would someone want to do that? Why would somebody benefit from living cyclically?
1: So when I talk about living cyclically, it means living in alignment with your menstrual cycle. And I think the first thing folks need to understand is, your menstrual cycle is a lot more than just the days you have your period. It's actually from the day you have your period all the way till the next day before your period. So you're always in your menstrual cycle in -hmm. in one of the phases. There are four different phases. I refer to them as inner spring, inner um, summer, inner fall, inner winter. Inner winter is when you bleed. And when it comes to the cyclical part of it, It is understanding how to cycle through those phases and align with the strengths and the challenges so that you can live your fullest, most empowered, fantastic life. So the thing that's so fascinating is people born in male bodies, Mm -hmm. they exist on a 24-hour hormone cycle, very much like the sun. They go up, they go down super predictably every 24 hours. Those born in female bodies are not like that. So our hormone cycle that governs us is much more like the moon, very cyclical in that waxing and waning happens throughout a much longer period. So 28 to 32 days, depending on how long your cycle is, but definitely not that 24 hour phase, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so there's a couple of things that I feel super important are, are super important to point out about the cyclical living journey. It's first understanding you are not on a 24 hour hormone cycle. And so the world is set up for that. The world is set up for male hormones. It's not a surprise, right? So we're not surprised by that. And when we try to live in that 24 hour hormone cycle, trying to be just like the men, whether you're in the corporate world, maybe you're just trying to run your own business. That's when shit gets real, real fast. So that's when we have things like burnout, when we miss our periods, when we have horrible pain, and so the cyclical living means understanding that you are different, but also that you are predictable. A lot of times, like these crazy um hormones that you were mentioning, people mm-hmm. say, Oh, you're you're mm-hmm. batshit, you're crazy, you're you fly off the handle. No, we just aren't predictable like you are. But month over month over month over month, just like the moon, we know she's gonna become full. We know she's gonna go into her new moon dark phase. And that's exactly how people who bleed are when it comes to cyclical living so the massive benefits of it are learning how to use what is innately yours mm-hmm. to succeed in a world that is set up for men for male hormones and it doesn't take a long time to figure it out it it just honestly looks like altering what you eat altering the way you work out altering your self care making sure you're sleeping making sure you're managing stress and the way that I teach it in some of my courses um, it's, it's very much just like understanding that this isn't something you have to learn overnight. It's a journey. The destination is your own feeling at home in your body. And so I really feel like the whole cyclical living thing is the key to understanding your biggest untapped resource, which is your menstrual cycle. Like if you bleed and you're a Mm -hmm. business owner, baby, if you're not syncing with both of those things, then you're you're missing out. And even if you aren't a business owner, if you're a, a mom, if you're just a person living on this planet, learning to sync cyclically with the cycle you were given will change your life.
0: So this connects so much, not surprisingly, to astrology for me. Okay. Another grand practice of cycles, right? That's what, and I I always tell people, astrology is not a belief system. It's a, it's a study and it's a practice of, um, studying and using patterns and cycles to predict shared experiences and potentially behavior, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there are, and you used many of these, um, Uh, connections in our world but there are so many different versions of this evidence in the rest of our existence that our universe and overall you know sacred system if you will operates in a cyclical format in a cyclical function um we talk about this on the show a lot i reference this in time i always tell people time is not linear It doesn't just begin and then end. We know that it continues on. Um, This is a linear way of thinking that's been really programmed in us for centuries and centuries now. And um, it's something that we, a lot of us are naturally breaking through because we're, we're just living these naturally cyclical lives. What really came through for me while you were describing is what it sounds like I love that you, you compared, um, born in a male body to the sun cycles and born in a female body to the lunar cycles, because as a pagan, I've, I've studied this, um, to get a better understanding for the Sabbath celebrations, the seasons, etc. And, um, it sounds like it is wildly beneficial to understand your unique reset period. Uh-huh. It's okay if you reset overnight. It's okay if that's your recharge and reset period and that is the the cycle that you have. Especially because I agree uh, most of the systems in our society, especially western society, are uh-huh. set up for that exact type of predictable system and cycle. Uh-huh. The 24 hour cycle, absolutely. Where where how often do we hear take a day, right? Uh-huh. Take a day sleep on it. One night sleep on it. And yep. how crazy do so many of us feel when that's never enough. Right. Maybe sometimes it's enough, but rarely, rarely does it actually feel enough. And I agree. When we pay attention, this is why I am such a huge huge proponent of tracking the moon phases and the moon signs. Um if you're a person that journals or notates every day, just look up the moon phase and the moon sign. Just write it down. Just include it. I promise you that you will just find these different connections. And the same thing is is found in your hormonal menstrual cycle, where mm-hmm. you have these indicators. They're actually pretty on the mark pretty much every month, varying um, with stress factors, I would say, right? There's definitely going to be yeah. some external stress factors that are going to Um, impede on this sometimes for sure. But if you paid attention to those few micro small things, how much easier would you take it on yourself? How less Uh crazy would you feel if you were, if you were able to go, Oh, I know this just like a lot of us are able to do every day. Oh, it's the afternoon. I know I'm hitting my afternoon burnout today, right? We're able to kind of rely Mm -hmm. on that. I'm not a morning person. I know I'm going to feel this way in the morning, et cetera. I think that giving Mm -hmm. yourself that permission to elongate that duration of time in a world where it's so fast, you're supposed to reset overnight, really giving yourself the permission to elongate over a month, it makes perfect sense to me why somebody would benefit so so much from understanding those very small but significant markers within their own cycle even if it's simply for the sake of better self understanding because the truth is that's yes. really why i teach and use astrology better mm-hmm. self understanding is wildly empowering um it's something you can really only understand when you do it for yourself um mm-hmm. So, I would love to know how do you advise, how can you live cyclically if you're somebody without a period? Well, the moon.
1: (laughs) It's definitely the moon. (laughs) So, and one thing I'll also say when you talk about the giving yourself more space, I I always say bleed on it, like take that moment. And also, what's fascinating about the part of your cycle where you do bleed um, physiologically is that the right and left hemispheres that line that separates the two becomes the thinnest during your menstrual cycle based on your hormones and so you are most able to um channel communication between the right and left hemisphere and that's like that's proven so when you really tap into the bleed itself like i love talking about sacred menstruation but um when you tap into that little part you can get these downloads that maybe you feel are a little woo or whatever but no actually it's been proven that that communication channel is just much more widely opened. So when it comes so much sense, yeah, Yeah. I love it. Um, and so when we talk about those folks who are not having a bleed, so this can look like anybody, right? Pregnant or breastfeeding perimenopause, people who have hormonal imbalances, those who, um, maybe no longer have a womb. Maybe you were born without a womb, but you identify as someone who's female. The way to live cyclically is to channel the moon. So Usually when I teach this to my clients who are experiencing this, I say, the new moon is your bleed. That would be your inner winter. Full moon would be your ovulation, inner summer. And so then you have this way to honor each phase of the cycle, changing up the things you eat, the things you do, your self-care, your stress management. And you can then channel, based on the moon's energy, Some of the exact same things you're going to be experiencing in a body that does bleed. Um, That's pretty much the gist of it. Now, if you really get into like the nitty gritty of it, you can decide to bleed during the new moon. You can decide to bleed during the full moon, the waxing, the waning moon. There's Mm -hmm. all these different like moon cycles in association to the the bleed. Mm -hmm. But it's truly about tapping into the energetics of the moon. And I like Mm -hmm. what you said too about tapping into... Um, yourself tapping into this like inner awareness. That's exactly right. Um, It's why I'm such a proponent for cycle tracking. So when you're saying journaling and writing down where the moon is and and it's astrological sign, I also have people channel or channel journal every day, you know, how they're feeling, what they need, what they need to nourish themselves. What would they complain about? So that every day you start to tap into how you feel. And that's- I love that. Yeah. That's that's good for anybody, right? So if you're yes, just starting exactly. out and you're listening to this now, you have no idea where you are in your cycle, just start today asking yourselves those questions. And then if you get a bleed, then you'll then know, okay, now I'm now on day one, two, three, four, five, then through to the next bleed. And so what's fascinating about that is that once you start to journal regularly about where you are in your cycle, and then you see the day you are in your cycle, you can then pick a part that Journal to say okay. Around this day, I usually feel this. Around this day, I usually feel this. And where I find this is so, so powerful is body image. So sometimes I feel like shit. I, mm-hmm. I hate my body. Mm-hmm. I don't want to look at it. And I come from a a long, long history of eating disorders. I had eating disorders for about twenty years, and and only last summer did I actively quit dieting. Um, so for me. It's like, and there's all these TikToks out now too. It's like, I hate everyone. Everyone hates me. I literally saw one this morning and the person's like, do you think you're about to bleed? No, definitely not. And then like two hours later, the <laughs> bleed comes. So when you start to do these tra- this tracking, when you start to do this journaling, you can look and say, oh, <laughs> it's not, I don't hate myself. It is it's mm-hmm. my hormones. You can give yourself more grace. Mm -hmm. give yourself more, more forgiveness. And then it also makes a lot more sense on the days when you are on fire. So let's say you are killing it. You are so good at communication. You are magnetic. You're manifesting all the things you want. And then in a couple of months, you have to negotiate a new contract at work. And you have some flexibility about when you talk to your boss about that. You look at your, your cycle tracker, you look at your cycle journal and you think, okay, day 14 or day 20, whatever day it is, Month over month seems to be when I'm like really good at Mm -hmm. expressing myself, asking for what I want, holding strong boundaries. That would be when you'd plan that.
0: I love this. I really love this practice because A, simple but effective, which is a humongous thing for me around here in the neighborhood. Um, And I love that we're technically recording this during Virgo season too, which is all about that micro to macro, keep it simple. And that's how you manifest the big stuff over time. Um, but what I really love about this is that literally anyone would benefit from this practice, whether you bleed or not, Mm -hmm. regardless of how you identify, regardless of what you believe, how you were brought up, what a beautiful, simple and effective practice to fucking check in with yourself once a day, Just Mm -hmm. check in you don't have to write in your whole diary. I always try to say that when I'm like, listen, you don't have to actually write in your diary. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I need to write in my diary. Sometimes I need to like go Mm -hmm. in there and purge, right? But that is Mm -hmm. not the expectation when it comes to journaling or daily check-ins. True journaling is just whatever you need. And I love the idea of just asking and answering that question. What do I need Mm -hmm. today? What would I complain mm-hmm. about? I thought that was really, really fascinating yeah. because I would, I've never thought to ask myself that. But when I think about that, what an illuminating question on any given day. What mm-hmm. would I complain about today? Um, it's just like how. I've really learned, especially in my mental health journey, how much more beneficial it is to name my feelings versus watering them all down to one, like, I'm feeling Uh shitty today. So I've really tried to get specific. And instead of saying, I'm feeling shitty today, I try to say, I'm feeling defensive Of all the the ways Uh to describe my bad mood, I am feeling hyper fucking defensive today. Everything makes me feel like I have to fight for myself today. Um, That is so, so illuminating. And if you, again, Uh regardless of who you are, how old you are, where you come from, who you live with, anything. If you ask yourself those simple, simple questions that Leslie said, think about, the incredibly powerful data you would have for yourself to reflect back on and Mm -hmm. exactly be able to actually use for yourself. Will you repeat those questions one more time that you
1: would recommend someone asks in their journal? Yes. So I have folks ask, how do I feel physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually? Um, What can I do to nourish myself today? What would I complain about to a friend? And then I also usually do a brag, like what went really well today or nice. what I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. And I always say you do not put fine. That is not a, that's not a feeling. And I love that exactly. you're saying like, "shit" yes. is not a feeling. Right. Um. So it's more than fine, right? Like, okay, and go deeper. Okay, and go deeper. And another thing that I want to say is, for those who are on a journey to reconnect with their cycle or their intuition or whatever, so to whoever you are, if at first you do not feel like you can answer these questions and like nothing's coming up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's when okay. You're blocked. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you can't hear, so for the longest time when I was in my eating disorder, I could, I didn't know what the fuck I needed physically. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, I was so freaking hungry. You weren't practiced in that. Yeah,
0: you weren't skilled in that understanding of yourself yet.
1: So if you don't at first feel like these are going very easily for you, I mean, that's totally fine. Like, it's just doing it, it's less than five minutes, right? Like, you can really get this done in two to three minutes. Mm -hmm. Yep. And and I love the data points, right? Like it's, it's exactly. all the menstrual cycle is fascinating because on one side, you can always come at it from such a scientific perspective. And on the other side, as a witch, I'm like, but it's also all spiritual. Like 100%. it's so, yeah.
0: Hey neighbor. I want to take a moment to thank our episode sponsor for today. The goddess provisions monthly subscription box. Receiving this monthly box of magic has become such a favorite and sacred form of my self-care every single month, and I can't even forget to do it because it gets delivered right to my door. Every box is a specially curated theme, and all of the items regularly retail over $100 consistently, plus you're helping to support and find more small business and makers as well. You can get your box for just $33 a month plus free shipping in the US. Get yours today and support That Witch Podcast by using the link in our show notes below. I resonate with this seriously so much. I am so excited because I know how many people are 100% resonating with this right now. Um, I It is so easy to justify to ourselves a less than five minute task every day that is yeah. very tangible it could be in your phone on a post-it app that you just mm-hmm. add to the same yep. document you know and you could do it while you're laying in bed and do it before you start scrolling on instagram or tiktok that's it mm-hmm. do it voice note it and then, and then scroll. To yourself. yeah i really i'm really excited to implement that effective check-in for myself no <laughs> Leslie, super excited to ask you about this. Um I would love if you would define or illustrate for us uh, what blood magic is for you and how um, you practice, because uh-huh. this is something, and I just I'll give a little neighborhood disclaimer. All branches of magic are going to be super personal to each individual practitioner or, even group that is practicing. Um, there are, it's kind of like a thumbprint, you know, it's kind of like a fingerprint. Uh They're similar looking, but when you really get close, there are all these tiny, but significant little differences. So keep in mind that anytime I talk about, I always give this disclaimer, anytime we talk about any kind of branch of witchcraft or magic or spirituality on this show, it is to help widen your perspective so that you can take what resonates for you. It's never to make you feel like I've been doing blood magic wrong, right. per se. It has nothing Absolutely. nothing to do with that. But from a menstrual cycle coach, I would love to hear what blood magic is for you.
1: <laughs> so for me, and we already kind of mentioned this, Sacred menstruation was one of the first, and doing blood magic w- around my cycle was like the thing I was so fucking jazzed to do when I came off of the pill. And then I had to wait like eight months for me to get a bleed. So it was just like constant, like, okay. So for me, I do blood magic with my menstrual blood. And so I don't do other forms of blood magic, or maybe you're pricking your finger or anything like that. But when I bleed, I do a couple of things. I collect the blood either in a cup or using free bleeding or a menstrual, like period panties. And the thing I always do, no matter what, is reverently give it back to Mother Earth. So either if I'm at like the beach or near water, I'll put it in the water. Um, usually, though, I give it to my plants. And let me tell you, those bad boys are thriving because period blood is full of stem cells, right? Like that's yep. literally the lifeblood of what a baby would be you know, cooking in. And, um, so if you give it to the earth, perfect. Other things that I have done, um, I use it with candle magic. I will do it. Um, so that would be like anointing a candle with like an intention. Um, I also use it for self-care practices. So like beauty magic kind of thing, like, um, face masks, also to heighten my, like, I don't know, my third eye and heighten my meditation practice. Um, Because like I said, the right and left hemispheres of your brain communicate much more easily during your bleed. Mm -hmm. But also, you really can become what I call a divine channel. If you take the time to to meditate, to maybe do visioning journeys, to try yoga nidra, some form of like, you know, um, yogic sleep, you, Mm -hmm. if you listen... Oh my goddess, you will get like the craziest downloads. Like I named my podcast in this kind of an experience. I have thought about like the craziest business ideas doing these types of things. So using it just to anoint the third eye. Um, the first time I tried that, uh, I didn't tell my husband and I it looked like an upside down cross. Like it wasn't my intention for a time. <laughs> he walks into the bedroom and I'm sitting on the bed with like a bloody X on my face. He's like, What? The fuck? I'm like, oh, sorry. I'm just, you know, just doing, doing my thing. Um,
0: oh, I love those experiences so, with our amazing partner. I know. So <laughs> he was my just,
1: favorite. <laughs> he was uh, a little freaked out. But also, you can use it to make like a menstrual blood face mask. It will like tighten and lift your face. You'll be glowing afterwards. And then I have to talk about the fact that, I mean, blood plus sex magic is like... Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard a wild. So that just looks like having effect on your period.
0: Old lore as well. Yes. That's very ancient, ancient lore as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And very old practice magic. A hundred percent. In fact, a lot, pretty much everything that you're talking about, um, really truly is. It's just something we've been reconnecting with in our, in our modern time. We kind of got disconnected from a long time. I would love to hear your advice that you give people and your clients that don't physically bleed. What are some tips you have Mm -hmm. for rituals where you can kind of embody the blood? For me, blood of any kind in the first place, kind of as a base layer, if you will. Blood is life to me. This is rebirth. It is a life-giving and life-sustaining substance, right? And that's really what that red color represents. And then, um, anyone that is not already familiar, uh, just like Leslie explained, period blood is not regular blood. There is regular blood there. Um, it's present uh-huh. and there is this slew of benefits because it is, it's like if, if blood is already life-giving and life-sustaining, uh-huh this is life creating because that is the purpose that all of that material had um, in the first place, right? Was to be able to support new life, Mm -hmm. to support a baby in the womb. Um, And that's why there are all these physical benefits. So what is a way that a practitioner who either um, just right now in their current lifestyle, uh, their beliefs and mindset around if they're not comfortable working with with any kind of blood um, or fluid just yet, Mm -hmm. or again, anyone that doesn't bleed, doesn't either have a period any longer or um, is like me, right? Uh, It's taken away um, Mm -hmm. because of the birth control method that they're on, or is somebody that's trying to still embrace living cyclically and maybe even healing their relationship with the menstrual cycle
1: hmm So first, if you do have a bleed, but you feel uncomfortable, you know, working with the blood, I totally get that. Um, what I would say is if you're up for it, at least use a pad, just maybe like one day so that you can get, so that you can look at it. Now, if that is too much for you, then maybe just like if you wipe and you look at it, you, visually seeing, and that's not only just like on a how to connect with it, blood magic, that you need to look at what that blood looks like. From a menstrual cycle coach perspective, you need to see what the blood looks like because that will tell you a bunch of cues about what your health is really like. Like, is it super brown? Is it super pale pink? Those two things are hints that something's going on. You want it to look like the deep crimson if you prick your finger blood, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's just base level. So you want to, if you are bleeding, look at it. Now if you are trying to become more open to it and you need to just dip your toe in like I said maybe use a um a menstrual pad please do one that's like a dispos- uh, not a disposable one um organic you know cotton ones you can get ones that you can wash that's just helping the planet for folks who do not experience a bleed so folks who are on an IUD or maybe you are past that point in your life or whatever's happening i would say Again, during the new moon, which would be the, the easiest way to sort of start connecting with cyclical living, doing something that puts you back into nature. So if you're not going to be experiencing the life giving experience of bleeding, being back on mother earth grounding, maybe you're doing a new moon meditation, maybe you're writing you know, in your journal and you are really feeling into what it feels like to be one with earth. I feel like that would help. Um, And the other thing is to, I like to work with archetypes. Mm -hmm. So this is another way that could be really fun for those folks who don't experience the menstrual cycle. And if you do as well, I like to say that each inner season um, corresponds with an archetype. So inner spring is maiden, inner summer is mother, inner fall is wild woman, and inner winter is wise woman. So when you bleed, you're in the wise woman phase. So can you become more reverent both in yourself um, and for those around you? Can you listen actively to what your own thoughts and experiences are and to those around you? What I find so fascinating and and I just love is before um, really the patriarchy and the church took over, we used to really revere people who were bleeding, they would be separate from the rest of the tribe in what was known as the red tent. i mean a lot of cultures and other cultures have different names for it, but these people were cooked for and, and not, I don't know if worshiped is the right word, but like they were the guides and the, the seers. So people would come to them and say, okay, where should we hunt this next moon? Where should we, you know, set up camp? Where should we do this and that? And they, they were taken care of. And then those folks who were bleeding together, were there to share stories. They were share to, there to share the, the tribal history, to connect with one another, another, and to really feel into this part of themselves. So if you can find a woman's circle, if you can start your own red tent, if you can just connect with other people who maybe they are bleeding, if you aren't experiencing that, just to see how that is, being in connection i feel like that's another really great way to connect with with the blood with with that phase regardless of mm-hmm. whether or not you're having your period or not
0: i really love this image that you were able to kind of paint where because it it's almost like this Blood is this life-giving source. And so when when we connect with folks that are currently bleeding, it starts to create community. It's a Mm -hmm. very, very community creating, building and sustaining time. And it makes a lot of sense why we have the period and menstrual struggles and challenges that we do because we are attempting to be as far disconnected, distant as possible mm-hmm. from it at any given time. When we're kind of fighting um, more innate instincts where you might feel way, e- again, even if you're not the person physically leading, when you're around that energy of somebody that is you are in this pocket of feeling seen and heard and supported Mm -hmm. and cared for by somebody. There is a sacred nourishing and nurturing aspect here in, Mm -hmm. in the blood itself and in the whole cycle itself. Right. And the more that we distance ourselves from the regardless again of what our personal body is or how we identify any of that um we are distancing ourselves from that really special and sacred connection that i think i think a lot of us are craving now mm-hmm. more than ever that that is so 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 illuminating i absolutely love that so much something that i would love to know is Do you believe that this kind of work can help heal mother, parent, inner
1: child wounds because of that womb connection? Um, Yes. And also I feel like it can help heal the whole collective. So I usually say that when you start to reconnect with the womb space, and let's be honest, I mean, everyone has an energetic womb space, whether or not you're born with a womb or not. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that pelvic bowl,
0: we all came from a womb. Exactly. No matter what, we were all physically connected. Yep. Right? Via umbilical cord, we all have a have a womb connection mm-hmm. period. I totally agree.
1: Yeah. And so, I feel like when you start to do the work of reconnecting with that on an individual level, I usually say healing the individual will then heal the community which will heal the co- the collective right because once mm-hmm. you yourself do the work you can pass it along to those in your community and then they can pass it on to people around everywhere and then suddenly the collective will be uplifted and so i think much like that the inner um child mother father wound that may come from this type of work healing for those things i think is very similar um for me personally reckoning with the idea that my mom didn't really tell me about a lot of this. But then again, the programming that she had received. It's like when you Mm -hmm. uncover how deep these wounds are, I mean, it goes back generation, generation. One of the most fascinating pieces of information that I discovered when I was doing this is like, we are in our grandmother's womb. So we are so connected. And that is because when our mothers are in their mother's wombs, we are in our mother's ovaries. So the oh, line, that's right. I've heard this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. so the line is so deeply ingrained, and that's also why hmm. intergenerational trauma is so real. So the things right. that may have happened it's physically to, getting passed yeah, on mm-hmm. exactly. Things that may have happened to your mother while you were in utero, which is my experience um with my birth mother. Things that may have happened while she was in utero on the cellular level could have been passed on to me. So I feel like, yes, there are definitely ways to um, heal those wounds with this type of work. And I, again, I think that it all starts though on the level of, of self. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mm-hmm. also think it's fascinating. And you kind of mentioned that we have this, I think, innate longing for yeah, this. And I, I and I want to point out that it hasn't, it's only been in recent history that these things have been shamed, that these things have been othered. Right. Right. And I have strong feelings about why that was, why they were they became shamed and othered. Um, same with, you know, the burnings of the witches, right? Like those who were in power, those who were strong, those who knew the things were a threat. And so when they would see these menstruators together kind of holding court in their own mm-hmm. red tent, guiding others, guiding those who didn't bleed Um, I'm sure that was terrifying and they had to silence that shit, but that happened for much longer in the history of humanity than what our current situation is. Like our current shaming of the cycle and, and patriarchal worldviews only been around for what, three to 5,000 years. We're talking 25 to 30,000 years. There's evidence of, first of all, goddess worship and and matrilineal Mm -hmm. tribes where this is, Mm -hmm. that was the standard. So it doesn't surprise me at all. There are so many people waking up to this. I agree. And and feeling that remembering. The I love the the whole like look of words, like re-dash membering of putting yourself back together in this this ancient way that feels so, so deeply ingrained. So like if you wake up, I woke up, I say this, my spiritual awakening happened under the under the super wolf moon of January 2019. And like the moon made me like literally, I mean, my whole body was throb- throbbing, my yoni, everything. So if one day you wake up and you're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Maybe it's that. And, and when you start to do the menstrual work, when you start to reconnect with it, especially with the blood and, and the cyclical living, put on your seatbelt, baby. Cause it's like, it, it can get so powerful. And so it just kind of gets so big, so fast. Absolutely.
0: It really, it's that, like we said, it's the tip of the iceberg kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. There's no way you'd be able to predict what's under the surface, Um, but it is infinitely rewarding and beneficial. I really, really believe that Mm -hmm. we are never steered wrong by our intuition. And if you think you are, then that wasn't your intuition. Truly, truly. So if you're yeah, if you're feeling, well, an unhealthy, toxic ego, right? Exactly. This is why I talk mm-hmm. so much, and that's why I'm so glad you brought up. This is why I talk so much about balancing and harmonizing our sun and our moon energies. It is not mm-hmm. about removing one from the other. This is why I talk so much about bridging the left and right hemispheres of the brain. I love that you said that um, and bring up that this physiologically happens uh, during the bleeding phase. Yep. Because this is where mutual understanding takes place. This is where compassion and understanding and true connection takes place. And therefore, Mm -hmm. the healing. All of those things Mm -hmm. pave the way for that healing. So Leslie, is there anything else um, before we hop off today that you would like to share um, with our listeners today?
1: Well, I think one thing that we haven't mentioned, but I find is so beneficial for my relationship is um, if you're in a relationship with someone who does not bleed, this goes both ways, right? Like, so maybe you're listening to this and and maybe you don't bleed. One of the tools that I love is I make a chart that tells my husband where I am in my cycle, what I need that day, as far as things like, um, do I need alone time? Do I need fun adventures? Then I also, because one of the big, big things that happened for me after the pill was, I lost my libido. The chart also says, what do I need sexually? It can look like kissing and cuddling or like, leave me alone, don't even look at me. (laughs) And so that chart is in our closet, in our room. And so I update that and I let him know, hey, this is where I am in my cycle. This is what I need today. This is how I'm feeling. And this is what I want from you as far as like intimate physical connection. And that, especially in the beginning of our our journey together because it is a journey together. If you are getting into this work, that helped him understand my emotions when I maybe couldn't express them myself as clearly mm-hmm. as I can now. And men, specifically, are very visual. So it was like he didn't have to think, right? Like I, it was no more me trying to think, well, why doesn't he understand that I'm pissed off because this is how I'm right. acting? He didn't have to try to read my mind. He just read the chart, which is like mm-hmm. literally right there check mark, mm-hmm. check mark put it on a dry erase board so you can move around whatever your feelings are. And then also being willing to hold space for the other person as they really do this work. Because like we've said multiple times, the tip of the iceberg is like getting off the pill or understanding that you've got cramps and that taking meds for every month is like no longer, first of all, smart or the only answer the tip of the iceberg is often these physical symptoms or like I said, things like getting off the pill that will lead them on a journey of complete and utter self-discovery that you might not know where they're headed. They probably have no idea where they're headed. And it's, it's just it can be so healing and it can be so fulfilling, I think as a couple, but it can also feel alienating if, if you're not willing to support them. Um, and so I just, I just say, be open, um, and, and really consciously communicating both sides, how you're feeling, how, how you're, how you're doing, right. Because I think that as, in my experience with my relationship, as I have really become much more aware of my own self, it has strengthened my bond with myself. And it can, I would believe, if we hadn't made such a, a commitment to doing it together, it could potentially alienate. So just working together in communication, I think is really important because I, I guess what I'm trying to say is it can feel like they're on the journey themselves by themselves. And that's not mm-hmm. true, mm-hmm. especially in partnered relationships, especially if they're your children or your parent right. or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So it can feel like they're going on this journey of self-discovery and you're going to get left behind. But That's not necessarily the case. There are certainly ways for you to work on that with them and, and ground them and hold them and help them. And I hope that if you're listening to this and you're not someone who bleeds, but you have someone in your life that you love who does, that's what you take away. That. Mm-hmm. It's not just about healing their period or helping them reconnect with their womb space. This is their path to empowerment. And you have the sacred duty, responsibility, chance, opportunity to be there right beside them as they become the sacred sacred being that they were always born to be.
0: I really love that, especially because it's very underrated and not talked about enough how healthy it is to be able to vocalize your needs in a relationship Mm -hmm. um just feeling the safety to be able to do that in the first place to know that someone's giving you the space in the first place to do that is wildly empowering on both sides Mm -hmm. and i think that when you were talking about the chart and opening up that conversation with your partner it also gives them the inspiration permission to do the same thing for themselves with you Mm -hmm. you're both granting each other this sacred permission to just say this is my state of being today Mm -hmm. this is that going back to that simple journal check in Mm -hmm. you know can you review those things with your with your partner What, what, you know what I mean? What in compare and contrast, sometimes you're going to be on the same page. Sometimes you're going to feel like you're on two different planets, but holy hell, how... How amazingly helpful is it when you at least understand what's going through the other person's mm-hmm. head? When you at least yeah. understand what the mm-hmm. other person is experiencing because you're able to remove any kind of personalization, right? Taking it on yourself, blaming yourself, feeling like they're attacking you, etc. You're able to go, "Oh, no, this is the state of being that they're in today, and this is the mm-hmm. state of being that I'm in today, and now I can kind of act accordingly, and now we can act accordingly with one another." I think that that is so 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 massively beneficial and again in this really simple but effective way this chart Mm -hmm. that technically we can just look at and we don't have to discuss Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's this kind of always open door gesture hey i'm always willing to kind of talk about this just so you know i'm willing to put it out there Mm -hmm. If you don't want to talk about it, we don't have to talk about it at length, but I want to give you the information. And also, if you do want to talk about it, I'm willing. I think that honestly, that practice could be implemented into partnerships for a multitude of yeah. Reasons and benefits. Actually, I I think that is and super too. helpful. Exactly, you're
1: teaching that you communication can for the family, the kids yeah. too. Yeah, and exactly.
0: you're giving them permission to do the same thing when they get older. You're giving yeah. them permission to get in tune with their bodies, get in tune with their needs, really understand. Just like we we mentioned, you know, the processing of understanding our needs and actually meeting them is genuinely a practiced skill. It's one that is totally Mm -hmm. programmed and conditioned out of us. And, um, it is demonized from a very, very young age across many, many cultures and backgrounds. Um, you are supposed to put all of that aside. It is the absolute last, last, last thing. And when you exemplify that in a family dynamic or a household, um, you are giving so many other people permission to do the same thing for themselves. And just like Leslie mentioned, I use the same similar analogy, I just always call it starting at home. But when we start at home, and we fill that cup, and it's this abundantly overflowing and pouring over cup it spills over into the cups of those around you that you love and care about Mm -hmm. it continues spreading from there out into the the most immediate community that you have and so on and so forth and it, it continues rippling out that's why it's it is a sacred move to prioritize your physical self and your body, Mm -hmm. because you are giving so many other people the permission to do that. And that heals us on a collective unconscious level. So, so, Mm -hmm. so incredibly true. This was seriously so helpful. What a value packed episode. I really love this. I think that we I, I think that you did a such a great job of giving people some really genuine direction to start heading in, especially on their own. Um, but before we hop off, Leslie, please let us know where can we follow you? Where can we connect and work with you? How can we support your work?
1: So I am on Instagram at Leslie Draffen, and you can also go to my website, LeslieDraffen.com. I have Free 30 minute cycle check ins. If you've heard this and you've got questions, you want a little bit of guidance, maybe you're having period problems, you can sign up for those directly via the link in my Instagram bio. I also have um, a new course out. It is a self paced eight week course called Cycle Codes that is your gateway into cyclical living, um, helping you understand what the fuck's going on with your cycle, how to track it, which is the journaling techniques we were talking about um, how to eat for your cycle, how to move for your cycle, how to spot cycle signs, which is what I refer to. And that's what a lot of people may call PMS, but how to spot cycle signs and, and navigate those. And then I also have, which is what I'm really excited about is, is one-to-one, right? Like I love working with people one-to-one because like I mentioned, they'll come to me with period cramps and we'll somehow uncover something like wildly, wildly more more than that. Um, so yeah, that's how you can connect with me and work with me.
0: Hey, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all of your Mm -hmm. wisdom today. We really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today and every day. I appreciate every single last one of you. Don't forget to reach out with any questions. If you have them, I'm always right next door. Have a beautiful rest of your week. Stay safe, have fun, and stay magical out there. Hi, neighbor. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of That Witch Podcast. If you want to support the show and get your hands on some really magical goodies, make sure you check out some of the awesome companies that I'm an affiliate for in the show notes below. You can also leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes as well as Spotify now. And really the best way to support That Witch Podcast is just by sharing the show online, like your social media platforms, or telling a friend that you think would enjoy it. If you're looking for more magical content like bonus episodes, classes I teach, and support in your witchcraft, make sure you come check us out in That Witch School, my magical monthly membership with a very welcoming private online community. And don't forget to subscribe to my email list for weekly astro forecasts, journal prompts, and more. And stay up to date with all the happenings here in the neighborhood.